Unprecedented. 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 Unprecedented times. Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of Easy Peasy Quarantini, or as my friend likes to call it, Sex and the Settee. I like that. <laughs> I'm Tash. And I'm Caitlin, and this is Love in the Fast Lane. We're going to be talking about serial swiping, multiple dating, but also giving you guys an update on the speed dating event we went on this week. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> I got a nice review from last week's episode from my dad says lots of laughs and if you are thinking of or doing virtual dating in this new world of lockdown this is for you also really warm and heartfelt words from nat on the nhs frontline big cheer and clap for nat and all those we owe so much to tonight at eight this was on a thursday let's hope Nat, the government really does show how much they and all of us value what you do putting your life on the line literally not so sure about my daughter's disclosures but made me smile need to find out more about phone sex heard about but clearly tash may be able to help her dad out and appears there's still opportunity out there for me (laughs) maybe we should try and get your dad a date yeah get in touch if you want to be my new (laughs) stepmom. there will be no further updates on phone sex chat with dad so you don't have to worry about that but keep sending in your comments and feedback because we love it yeah please do and Once again, thanks, Nat, for the amazing interview last week. Before we get into our episode, we have our all-important countdown. This week, we're doing our top five memorable dates, the good, the bad, and the ugly. In at number five, this doesn't really count as a date because I never went on it, but essentially, I was talking to a guy on a dating app. We thought, yep, let's meet up. He was going to take me out for dinner, and... I cancelled at the last minute and he screamed down the phone at me, but I've already bought the Groupon deal. (laughs) Let me tell you, there's nothing less sexy than a guy admitting that he got his dinner for you on Groupon. On Groupon. In at number four, it's a date I had. Well, there's multiple dates. There's a bit of a long story, so I'll try and keep it short. And I also don't know if it's good, bad or ugly, but it's quite funny. So um, this is when I was living in another city and I'd had a couple of encounters with this guy like out and about and in in a club and stuff and because I was brought up on a diet of patriarchal heteronormative rom-coms I thought that seeing someone repeatedly meant that you should fall in love with them (laughs) and (laughs) so we eventually did end up going on a date we went out for dinner it was it was really good we had a bit too much to drink and he was going to Barcelona the next weekend to do some, I think, a diving course. Cool. So he was like, why don't you come? And I was like, yeah, cool. And then we sort of did this chicken and egg thing. Not chicken and egg. You know, like a, a game of chicken. Where he yeah. thought that I wouldn't come. And I thought that he wouldn't want me to come. More drinks were had. Some flights got booked. And a week later, he picked me up from my house at five in the morning. I went to Barcelona for the weekend. And it obviously ended well. Uh, yeah, we're married now. Uh, <laughs> I realised quite quickly in that we just weren't meant to be together despite all of our encounters previously. And uh, yeah, then I had to spend the whole weekend with him. In at number three. So I think everyone does this in job interviews where you slightly embellish your skills. But I was trying to kind of get this guy to fancy me. He was really into surfing. And I maybe surfed like five times at this point. I thought a surefire way of... I was just trying to put a book down so I could put my cup on it um, because we forgot about the coasters again. So sorry if you could hear that shuffling. So anyway, where was I? Carry on, Caitlin. uh, (laughs) Carry on, Caitlin. (laughs) Carry on up the Caitlin. (laughs) Played by Barbara Windsor. (laughs) 
So anyway, long story short, I pretended I was really good at surfing. He was very keen on suggesting our first date be a surfing trip to Cornwall. Got in the water and yet, needless to say, I belly flopped and so did the date. I love this one. I mean, at what point did you think, did you think, oh, maybe I am a really good surfer? Yeah, I honestly thought. And I just never knew. And as soon as I get in the sea, it would all fall into place and he won't realise that I lied. I think I have sometimes my confidence is almost a fault. I almost convince myself that I'm going to style it out somehow <laughs> and everything's going to be okay. In the moment you genuinely thought you were a pro surfer. Oh yeah, never spoke to him again. In at number, f- what number are we on? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? Help us. We should say that we're quite tired we're and hung over to say hungover we had a bit too much fun the other night riding that two two day hangover wave yeah so just as smoothly as i rode the wave in cornwall on that day (laughs) just bear with us okay i actually don't have that many hilarious date stories i'm gonna share one from my friend julia okay a night out in the legion bar slash club in suburban town outside london guildford that was deemed swanky due to exterior walls being chalet wood vibes I met a fit guy named Chris and we talked for five minutes. Did he even take my number? Couldn't tell you. However, a few weeks later, I get a text asking me out to the local village pub in Bramley. No one goes out in Bramley. About 100 people live there. And I think, Chris, Chris. Oh my God, it must be Chris. I had a fleeting chat with 2am a few weeks ago. So I keenly and enthusiastically text back to organise our night out in the local wheat chief. I turn up to the pub and see my work friend at the other end of the pub. Wave nonchalantly with a sort of, oh hey and walk past straight to the bar to sit up, perched and ready. I sit there and order my wine. My work friend approaches and sits next to me, and I say, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, lol. And so we chat, and I say, I'm waiting for a date. And he's like, oh, haha, you weirdo. And I'm like, yeah, I am a weirdo. (laughs) We hang out for a good two hours before I realise that my work friend, who is called Chris, by the way, and lives round the corner from the wheat sheaf, was the Chris who asked me out. Oh, my goodness. That poor guy. I did not fancy him at all, but yes, I let him finger me in the car park. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Julia, for sharing that one. What are the chances? Two Chris's in a week. Also, I... come on. Put two and two together. <laughs> anyway, Chris sounds like he had a great night. Okay, and then in at number one. The worst day of all time. Five minutes before I was supposed to meet this guy, I had my sister around helping me get ready. And she said, oh, show me a picture then. Who's this guy you're going on a date with? So I brought out my phone, got out his Hinge profile or Tinder profile and her face went white and she told me that she used to shag him. (laughs) But worse still is the reason that we got chatting on Tinder was because he'd noticed, remember it had that mutual friends thing? Oh yeah. He'd said, oh, you know Sarah, how do you know her? And I was like, well, she's my sister. (gasps) So that guy was trying to shag two sisters yeah that's disgusting what did you do five minutes before you had to go oh I still went on the date and I think I opened with oh I've just told my sister about you and she told me all about your guys relationship (laughs) and watching the guy physically recoil in horror and want the ground to swallow him whole was as much satisfaction as I needed and it was great good well done you so we'd like to invite you dear listeners to send in your dating stories 
we really enjoy hearing about them and uh, we'll share some of the best ones on our podcast. Also, any questions you might have, use us as your weekly agony arms. We have nothing else to do. So nothing else to do. Please. I mean, I'm meant to be getting a PhD, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send in your stories, questions, or just funny little anecdotes, as long as you don't mind them being shared on the podcast. In a week where the president told people to drink bleach, UFOs were confirmed as real, and Kim Kardashian helpfully informed everyone that we live on the earth, you probably thought that the news couldn't get any more surprising. But we have some news for you. You can find love in quarantine. Or at least you can find lust. Caitlin, want to tell us about how things are going with Robbie? Robbie and I have had date number two, which went really well. They've been quite drink heavy, so... in my current, As is everything in lockdown. In my current state of mind, I can't actually recall minor details of the dates but we talked about sending letters to one another and I did post a letter the other day I was helpfully informed that the letter could take anywhere between two weeks and two months to get to him so I'm I'm really hoping that the conversation doesn't fizzle out so that he just gets I mean can you imagine him getting my creepy little letter two months down the line when he's forgotten all about me that'll be horrendous we have also talked about visiting each other lockdown's feeling even more frustrating now Hmm. than it ever has done before and but even more happy I feel like you are walking on air in a cloud yeah just floating around the house (laughs) being annoyingly smug yeah I might be looking quite smug but yesterday was quite painful after I realized I'd sent loads of incoherent drunken messages to him through the (laughs) night um and how's your thing going with Max oh Max (laughs) Max 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 we had a really fun night on Friday evening. So when did we release the podcast? Wednesday. He listened to it. We had a really fun evening on Friday. We chatted for like five hours. We FaceTimed. He was very complimentary about the podcast and me being so honest, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. He appreciated that. He definitely was up for a second date. But then, and then since then, yeah, it's 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 got the fizzle. So... I'm not sure. I think the thing is, though, at the moment, you just don't know what people are thinking, even more so than usual, because I think a lot of people are getting to that point where they're chronically fed up with lockdown. And obviously, there's a possibility that he just doesn't want to date me again. But there's also the possibility that he's just not feeling it at the moment. So I think I'm going to leave it for a bit and revisit it. Be that cool girl that you talked about on the yeah. last week's episode. It's way too late for that. <laughs> that. That ship has sailed. So last week we invited you to create a lemon-based cocktail. We have had loads of amazing entries into the competition. Tash and I had loads of fun and a photo shoot creating our cocktail. And because we've had such great cocktails coming in, we're going to extend it for another week and announce the winner next week. So, we want to let you know how our speed dating went. Mm -hmm. We did this on Saturday night. It was organised by one of Caitlin's friends, Katie. And it was done on Zoom. Lots of people I spoke to were like, how on earth is this going to work? And I also had no idea. But it turns out that on Zoom you can have breakout rooms. So, basically, the organiser takes pairs of you and puts you in a breakout room. And then you come back after the main room after each time. We had three minutes in each room. And I think in the end there was 10 boys and 10 girls. or No, there were more girls than boys, wasn't there? Yeah, because there was 20 of us. Mm -hmm. There was a theme, which some of you might have saw on our Instagram. It was Tiger King themed. There were a lot of Carol Baskins. Yeah. 
And blonde wigs. Lots of blonde wigs. I was quite disappointed. The guys didn't really, they didn't really dress up. I don't think any guys were dressed up. One guy was wearing a hat, but he obviously just put the hat on. I think it wasn't I even think he related. Just that hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of the girls have made some sort of effort. Personally, I liked that there was a theme because it didn't, you, you know, it lessened the choices of what to wear. For one thing. Also, if you had an awkward date, it was a talking point. Yeah. If you couldn't find any common ground in the three minutes that you had to talk to someone. <laughs> so we all turned up at eight o'clock online. What I also quite liked about it was that when you were in the main room, people were quite chatty. I think some people already knew each other, which probably helped, or maybe they were just really outgoing. <laughs> there was a lot of chat in the main room, which made it quite funny in between, and you could sort of, it was quite exciting because you could sort of look at people and think, oh, look forward yeah, to my pick, date with you. Pick out your favourite. So did you have any great three-minute dates on speed dating? I would say that I didn't have any great dates. I think it just so happened that no one there was completely my type. I've been speed dating. Have you been speed dating before? I've never been before. I've been once before at uni for charity. I don't think that counts. <laughs> And normally I think there's more people there. So out of 10, some of them Katie had found on Bumble or Hinge, hadn't she? Yeah, she was really good at just inviting matches to to the event. Some were friends of friends. So I think the chance of you really hitting off with someone may be less. But then also it's a great way to talk to people that you wouldn't normally. Because the best dates that I did have, they weren't sort of, yeah, they weren't the usual people I'd go for. But I did have a couple of good dates. Yeah. Three minutes is a weird amount of time because if you if you can't find any common ground, as you say, that feels like eternity. Yeah, it really does. There were a few times where I was clock watching. I was like, oh, God. Um, but if you have lots to talk about, it actually goes really quickly. But then that's nice because if you do both like each other, you've got lots left to carry on with. So then, yeah, did you have any... So I similarly didn't have any great dates. There were a couple of people that I had a lot of fun talking to. Yeah. And there were a few characters in the selection of guys that we had today. So that was really fun. I didn't fancy anyone. But I really, really just loved the whole concept of just meeting loads of new people all at once over the course of a couple of hours online. Yeah, it's just something new to do on a Saturday night when you're not able to go out. Yeah, it was really fun. And I ended up, because there were more girls than guys, I ended up winning. They're not girls. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I hate that and I do it all the time. I had a couple of dates or three minutes with some of the women and that was really interesting because some of them we were just like, oh, who do you like the look of on the Zoom? Mm -hmm. And then others we were talking about dating and I mentioned the podcast and they had loads of really interesting thoughts. Because I similarly had a few dates with women and we were talking about whether we would go speed dating again or some of them had been to the previous event and what a lot of them were saying was that they would continue to do this sort of dating even after lockdown because it's first of all way less of an investment financially and time-wise and you can just there are so many instances where you'll go on a first date and be really really nervous and you'll probably buy something new to wear (laughs) and then you'll get your hair done and you'll go to a bar and it'll be expensive and you just won't like the person at all and doing these kind of online dating things beforehand before you make the commitment to see each other in person I think is a way more streamlined way of dating yeah I had a very similar conversation with someone who said that they were going to start asking people to have phone calls before meeting up in real life in the future 
because it is still a good way to get a good feel if you get on with someone you can fit more in and it's safer as well yeah I also had a really interesting chat with one of the guys I think we both instantly knew that we didn't fancy each other so we were like let's just chat he was saying that he thinks in this day and age (laughs) we are overwhelmed with choice and for our grandparents they didn't have all of the choices with lots of things dating especially you know you met people in the pub or in the what do they call it the village hall. I don't know. The village hall. No, I was trying to think of what's the thing that farmers are in. Farmers union. Yeah, farmers union. (laughs) Whereas now we have so many choices that it's also almost overwhelming. And he thought that actually meeting people like this, focusing on an emotional instead of a physical connection, would help overcome some of the sort of being overwhelmed by choice and always thinking that you might meet someone better. Another interesting thing that keeps coming up is body language. And obviously when you're dating face to face, I know for me, body language is huge. You know, touch or... Little hand on the back. A lingering gaze. (laughs) Um, You know, playing with my hair. I know that my mum does it all the time when she's flirting and I know that I do it too and it's really irritating. Who doesn't do that? That's something that uh, you have to think about more or maybe less when you're online dating because you don't have that. And actually what I'm finding is that I'm relying much more on verbal communication. Um, obviously, I had a really great date the week before last and have continued speaking to that person. And I'm finding that rather than just like negging someone and like having like a playful like touch or whatever, you have to actually just have a conversation and say what you really mean, which is really nice and refreshing. Yeah, you have to use your words. Use your words, people. I think we're not used to doing. We're definitely not used to doing no in way. dating, especially in the early stages. You don't want to give too much away. Like you're saying, if you don't have those other cues to go on, like body language and sort of more subtle forms of communication, you just have to rely on using your words. So did you have any matches from the speed dating? I didn't have any matches. Honestly, I think had my date a couple of weeks ago, not gone so well. I would have been a bit more open to matching with a couple of the guys, but I was maybe not putting out the right energy on the dates and also just wasn't wasn't open to matching with anyone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Your mind was elsewhere. Yeah. I think that's perfectly fine. I had one match. We've been chatting a bit, so I might see if he wants to do another Zoom date. I think the problem this week, I've sort of, had one of those weeks where you know it's week whatever it is on lockdown six I'm, seven I think yeah I don't want to be on my phone all the time I'm finding it really tiring talking to people and I feel like that's really affecting my willingness to speak to people which is fine I think that's going to happen and I'm not I don't want to be like you've got to you know you've got to use this time because I know in week one we were saying we don't want this just to be like downtime and and dull and everything but also if you're not feeling it just don't do it downtime's important (laughs) yeah so um yeah we'll see what happens with that one related to body language slightly I wanted to talk about an article that I read on vice that I thought was really interesting so the writer Nana Barr uh it's called flirting with a stranger in the house opposite is getting me through lockdown and basically she writes about how every day normally around dinner she has a cigarette through her window and so does her male neighbour and they just flirt 
purely through body language you know they've never spoken they're not close enough to speak and then he always ends it with a wink and then they go about their day that is so sexy yeah yeah she also says under normal circumstances i would find a wink creepy but something about the interaction has kept me going back to the window each day the article discusses that really interesting idea of just wanting attention basically and whether that's physical or emotional she interestingly speaks to a psychologist called Lucy Snyder who says you've got an intimate connection with somebody but you also have the freedom around not really knowing that person you don't have to run the risk of getting close to them and them hurting you while still enjoying that connection that we all need and crave which I thought was really interesting because I think everything's heightened on lockdown isn't it you know the fact that you can't do certain things that you really want to emotions are running high so there's like small bits of stimulus you're kind of like hanging on to even more because we don't have as much going on yeah she also says there's no space for disappointment with him because there are no expectations which I really appreciate because I think what I found which I wasn't really expecting is that dating in lockdown is more it kind of gets to you more than usual exactly and also you're not able to just go and find another distraction whether it be your hobby doing something outside or going for drinks with friends you're just sat inside doing the same thing over and over again equally on the other hand you definitely realize you know like I was saying earlier people need that more space maybe Mm -hmm. and that's really important to remember so she finishes it by saying being watched is just enough to tide me over until we're all allowed back into the real world and it made me think you know we're quite lucky in this house there's a few of us so you know if we want to have a glass of wine and dance around the kitchen it's really fun but sometimes I just think I just want to dance on a dance floor and I want someone to look at me and appreciate it (laughs) someone to look at me other than the same three people that have been looking at me for weeks Next thing that we want to talk about is serial swiping. So serial swiping is when you have a dating app and rather than getting your matches that you have and trying to have conversation and develop anything from those people, you're just swiping, swiping, swiping for the matches and getting a high off the match but not actually doing anything further, which I, for one, am really guilty of. How about you? I don't think I do do that so much. I think I'm more guilty of the thing that we touched on earlier, which is there being so many options and you don't know if the next swipe is going to be better than the last one. Yeah. But I do always, if I have matches, I I always try and talk to them. Yeah, I think I always try and talk to them. But then once the initial introduction has happened, I kind of get bored instantly. Mm. I think part of that problem is because I just think I do not want to meet someone on a dating app. Really? So you're already anti- I'm already the relationship. Write, I'm already <laughs> writing that person off because I've met them on a dating app. I think that for me, I just want I want to meet you. I want to be able to be at a party and say, too many rom coms. I know. I want to be at a party or whatever, and for someone to ask, "How did you people meet?" and for me to have you know a funny story or an anecdote to tell people rather than, "Oh, we just met on a dating app." Another reason why I don't like meeting people on dating apps is because I don't like the idea that they can sell themselves as something other than they are and I definitely have had experience of this I don't want to name any names because I don't want to put anyone out there so we'll just call him Schmenry (laughs) and I was dating Schmenry for about six months did you ever meet him no oh I missed out on that it was a joy (laughs) 
a pure, pure joy. We were dating for a few months. He sold himself as someone very different to who he was and it all ended pretty catastrophically when I invited him to a music festival with friends because he was really into music and I thought it would be something that he loved. He hated music, hated festivals, hated camping, made me leave the, the festival early. <laughs> as didn't, didn't he make us stay in a travelodge? <laughs> yes, he did. As we were packing down the tent, or sorry, as I was packing down mm. the tent, the heavens opened and it started pouring down with rain. And instead of him helping, he was just kind of like trudging along in the puddles like a toddler. <laughs> and I just lost my temper so much. And the only thing I could think to say to him was, you're shit at camping and then we went to a travel lodge and ordered Chinese so I mean that part sounds good <laughs> the travel lodge in the Chinese awful not the part where he makes you leave a music festival and why would you lie if you don't like music why would you say that you did just don't come just don't ruin everyone's time so yeah I've had bad experience of someone telling me that they're all of these wonderful things and then me slowly having to find out over the course of six months that it was all a lie so I think yeah I'm not into it I'm not into meeting people online Mm. I think we were talking about this earlier I've had the opposite where I've met someone through friends and then it's taken me a while to realize that they're not what they pretended to be at the beginning either so I think it's not necessarily an app problem although apps definitely amplify that it's just a it's a people problem it's a shit person problem so I know What we keep mentioning on this podcast is that online dating is perhaps different now because there's no way someone would be online dating right now when there's not the instant gratification of a shag at the end of the night. How naive we were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You had an interesting conversation with someone recently. Yeah, on the speed date, actually. one One of the women said that she'd had four video dates with a guy. Four? Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And then he still ghosted her. Oh, no. Um, we were talking about this. What's the term for ghosting when it's all digital? We thought, we're just going to call it unplugged. Unplugged. You've been unplugged. He unplugged. Actually, that sounds really wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just heard that as well. We just heard it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Scratch that. We'll think of another name and get back to you next week. <laughs> So essentially what you're saying is... So people still ghost on lockdown. They maybe give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he they just got to know each other and he wasn't feeling it. This is my problem with ghosting. Just tell the person, we're all adults. Yeah. They will take it. Mm-hmm. What's worse is being a little coward and running off and never texting them again. And then having to question every single thing you did and said on all of those dates and why you must be the terriblest person, terriblest, the most terrible person in the world. That relates to something else I read this week. So obviously we've been in quarantine for a while now and it's getting to the stage where lots of people are getting dumped. People aren't waiting until the end of quarantine. They are telling people, which I said, that that's good. You know, do do let the person know if you don't want let to be in a relationship dumped, anymore. Yeah. There's a word for this because there's new words for everything and it's zumping, zoom dumping. Some other contenders were face tumped or house pumped. <laughs> Julia Moser, who's a writer, put on Twitter, am I the first person who's been dumped by Zoom? And it went viral because turns out she was not. Many, many people are going through this. So we're really talking about all stages of relationships still happening. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. But it's really interesting now we are seeing how that affects people's communication as well. I wonder if it's worse or better to be zumped than in person. I 
would I don't think I've ever been dumped by text no I have been dumped by text and oh. I have also been dumped in person so I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> and I think my preferred method of dumping for me personally which is quite controversial is just don't do it in person that is controversial. Just tell me that I'm dumped, tell me why, and then let me take myself away so that I can be a maniac on my own so that no one has to see it. <laughs> There's no one watching. Yeah, fair enough. But I'll, I mean, I've always assumed that it's best to do it in person, but maybe a text or even a letter, you know. Oh God, I've done You're letter writing now. I, I am letter writing now. I've also dumped someone by letter and they did not appreciate it. It was when I was 14 and I listed all of the reasons why I was dumping <laughs> Have you, thought, still, have you got a copy? No, I wish oh, I Oh, I would love but to I read that. But I thought it was the right thing to do. That's cute. <laughs> Socially, no, emotionally responsible 14-year-old. I actually think he responded by calling me, and obviously I didn't answer, and leaving a voicemail with a quote from the Moulin Rouge. The greatest thing you will ever learn is to love someone and be loved in return. I hadn't watched the film. I just thought he was a freak. <laughs> was he 14 as well? Yes. Wow. It was deep. So then I guess the next topic that we want to cover is dating multiple people yeah so this kind of stemmed from you not really getting your head in the speed dating game because you like someone else and I think it's something that we can all relate to well I certainly can anyway where if you're already talking to someone it's very hard to focus your energy on someone else or even the possibility of someone else like with the speed dating yeah I mean 10 other people I've only got so much room in my head for people and I it's all full of Robbie oh stop it don't make me (laughs) sick I mean I've been dating over the course of the last couple years that I've been single and I've been managing to go on dates with various other people like kind of at the same time but haven't actually liked anyone so I had forgotten what it's like to then try and go on dates with other people when you do like someone and I realise how incapable I am of it, which I suppose is a good thing. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Obviously, it's different if you go on dates and you don't like the person. Yeah, keep keep on keep, going. Keep <laughs> churning them through. I thought it was interesting because in America, they date very differently. They do multiple dating, so meeting other people constantly. And I think that's actually a really good way to find out the type of person you like, you know, what things you want from dating or a relationship without putting all of your eggs in one basket too soon. Because I think I do that as well. If I like someone, then that's it. You know, stop looking at other people. Which, yeah, like you say, that might be a good thing. But also then, if that doesn't work out... How have you, have you missed other opportunities? Yeah. Okay, thank you guys for listening to episode three of Easy Peasy Quarantini Love in the Fast Lane. Send us your stories, send us your reviews, unless you're my dad, keep that to yourself. And we'll see you all next week. Stay safe. Stay ho. <laughs> <laughs>